You're listening to Air IQ, a field controls podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Air IQ, a field controls podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Air IQ. I want to make sure that you are consuming our content and getting up-to-date episodes as well as a full back catalog of our Air IQ conversations. So to do so, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find us by searching Air IQ or Field Controls on either platform. You can also go to our website at fieldcontrols.com to find previous and upcoming episodes of our podcast, but uh, also more information on our solutions and services and more content, including podcasts, articles, and video. For insights today, I'd like to welcome our guest, Mark Lundberg, Product Director for Field Controls. Mark, great to have you on. How are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you. Great to have you on. This is a topic we haven't yet discussed on AirIQ, so we're going to get some fresh perspectives here. Looking forward to unpacking them with you. Let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in. As the head of product development and testing at Field Controls, you have a a direct hand in trying out new blower products and envisioning the needs that blower products are going to have to meet proactively. So can you give us some context on how important innovation and constant testing has been to staying ahead of those blower product needs? The innovation side is what's huge for, for our department. Our, our company is, prides itself on new products and innovation. So for us, if I can, if I can get a, a blower that's a, like a 12-inch by 12-inch blower and it pushes 1,000 CFM and I can, I can develop a new impeller, and shrink that size down to six inch by six inch and end up with a more efficient motor, uses less energy, gets more airflow, it's a smaller package, it's a win for everybody. So I can design it into a product, then the customer gets a product that's much smaller in size and they're much happier. So, so for us, we pay attention to all the new products that are out there, like again, different wheel designs, different housing designs, different motor designs, different control designs to drive the motors. Rather, it's an AC motor, a DC motor, or it's, a, it's, a, it's an EC-type motor, which is a combination of both of those. Let's get a little more info on the Field Control's product development process so we can uh, peer into what it looks like to actually stay ahead of the curve for blower product needs. Do you ever start from scratch without direction of a client when developing new blower products, or are you responding to specific needs as your catalyst for innovation, which then ends up dominoing into potentially new products? Why or why not? And uh, which of those scenarios is more realistic? Actually, they both are. We do a lot of products that we do what's called, what we call um, a design for future product. So we're going to whiteboard an idea and then generate a product from it, as well as we have customers coming to us that are saying, gee, we'd like something like this, and we're designing something very specific for them. But the, let's talk about the, the, the initial idea first. Again, we pay attention to what's going on in the market and society and compare that to our products and say, what's the market require versus what our product currently has and what improvements can I add to them? So for us, we're going we're gonna to turn around and look at, again, I'm going to use Airflow as a product, as a blower. Somebody wants a little small blower out there and they're saying, you know, uh, one of the products we sell may be you know, a $100 unit that we sell and they're saying, hey, we'd like to buy that same thing for 
$70. So I may turn the product from being a metal product, a metal form product into a metal stamp product or a plastic product. Um, for us, it, it, again, for us, it's the, it's the end product requirement they're looking for based on what's the value to the customer, what's the value to the product, and then what, what, are, what, can I, what new product can I put out there or what new change can I add to that product to make it better. So from there, once you've visualized what that new product is going to look like, what is the process of realizing that design for your client? What are some of the main steps that you often take to test out a new design, a new size, or a new piece of technology, and uh, walk us through what that process looks like? Sure, sure. So what we're going to do is, again, I'm going to start with the conceptual design. So again, for as we're visualizing something new, we're going to go with a conceptual idea or product. So I'm going to build some type of prototype. Rather, it's made out of plastic, it's made out of metal. Either, either way, I'm, I'm going to design my control boards. I'm going to do my, my simple control boards just to operate the product. And then I'm going to run it into the lab. And we're going to actually hook, hook everything up and connect it to a lab setup that says, Hey, let me get my airflow to product. Let me get my power consumption to the product. Okay, let me load it up. So if it happens to have filters on it as well, I'm going to load the filters up with X amount of material to get a static pressure drop across it to see what happens in the real world. If I happen to have something with uh, that requires like a, a organic gas that's coming through, and I want to break down an organic gas, I'm going to put a particle counter on there so I can read VOCs, and then run it through my product and see, hey, what happens in that in that real life condition. So our, our big thing is on any products that we build, we're, we're going to have a set of test requirements we want to hit. So here's the, here's the end requirements for the performance. So we're going to run some verification testing, and then we're going to run validation testing that follows up. So verification is the prototype side, and then the validation side is, okay, now my product's done. Now let me validate it and do all the tests to verify everything's good. And then if I need to, if I don't run into my certified lab, then I will also contact third-party labs as well and say, hey, let me let you guys run the same test I just run. Let's verify you get the exact same thing that I got. Just to let us into your process a little bit, what are some of the most difficult steps in that product testing process or areas where you, know, you often trip up and have to refine the product and, and uh, overcome some initial challenges of realizing this uh, need into an actual working product? Well, it's all, everything always comes down to power usage or energy usage. How efficient is your, is your blower assembly? So when you get all the way down to it, you may turn around and say, hey, I want, I want a, a fractional motor on there that needs to pull, let's say, 2 amps. And I need to pull, let's say, 180 CFM at 2 inches of static. So I get all the way down to the very end, and I, get, I end up with 200 CFM of airflow. I end up with 2 inches of static and I'm using 1.8 amps with a power instead of like 1.6. So then I got to figure out, do I, do I adjust the impeller design? Do I adjust the motor winding design? Do I adjust both designs uh, in order to get, so I can hit all three parameters for part of the design constraint? So there's always something tighter, and then you're always trying to push the envelope to get more out of everything than what you had originally designed for. Because again, that's the, that's the trifecta you're looking for is, being able to produce more airflow, higher static, with less power as compared to everybody else that's out there. What are some of the main features and performance metrics you often have to test for, and how do these end up impacting the quality of the equipment? 
It comes down to a lot of times for us, it's um, some of the customers that come to us and they have a, a specific mounting condition that they're looking for, for like a, an, a blower inlet. So for us, it's going to be, okay, well, how does that really affect the performance of the fan? Because the fan's typically built and tested by itself, and then you install it into a package, and you see there's, there's always a degradation of the fan assembly. So in, in that condition, for us, it's we're going to want to see, hey, Mr. Customer, you know, can we have your furnace? Can we have your, your end product that you're building? And we want to incorporate our product into it and then make modifications to our product to tune it to work most efficiently with your product or with your, with your application is the better way of putting it. So a lot of times it, it comes down to the customer side of how are they going to apply our product out in the market or how are they going to apply it inside of their products. And that's always the, that's always the fun part. Now, let's break down some of the main challenges that you go through in um, realizing these products and bringing them to market, but in context of some of the different industries that you serve. So if you could, could you redefine the main industries that field controls serve, and then can you get into the details of uh, some of the challenges you face in delivering blower solutions to those specific clientele? Oh, sure. So, so we work for the HVAC industry which is basically more towards the um, heating and marketing side of the world, like uh, boilers, blowers, heat exchangers. Uh, we, we supply airflow products to them. If I look at the indoor air quality, we do ventilation supply. We do a lot of uh, damper type products, things of that nature. In the indoor air quality, again, all of our little filtered products all have fans with them. Um, if, I, if I'm going to break them down and say, uh, the tough parts of it, if I go to the combustion industry, when you sign a blower, design a blower for them, the combustion side of the world is temperature rise. So you take a blower that's running in a normal environment where it's somewhere between 70 degrees and let's say 120 degrees outside and you're trying to pull air through, you're going to get X amount of airflow. Now you turn around and take that same design and you put it in an HVAC system where their, their burners run in more like 400 degrees, okay, sometimes 600 degrees where your airflow conditions change, your blower design has to change to match. So your same blower that might work at 70 degrees is not going to put out the same amount of airflow at, at 500 degrees. Or you turn around and say, hey, it's minus 40 degrees outside, and I, I need X amount of airflow. Again, your blower design, your wheel design is going to change, your motor design is going to change, your inlet conditions will change. There's just all these variables you have to adjust for in your blower design. If I turn around and I look at my uh, portable products for indoor air quality, again, depending on what filter sets you put into it, where they're located, are they against the wall, are they in the center of the room, are they ducted, do you have a lot of venting coming off of it that's connected to your product, that will also change how you design the product initially. Can it, can it handle higher static? Or what's the minimum static you can have it drive? There's, there's all kinds of different levels for both. So to ensure that the products that you're delivering to your different uh, clientele in various industries uh, really meet their specific needs, how does Field Control's approach designing for those unique application requirements? What are some of the tips and strategies that uh, you've employed over the years to make sure that you're really addressing the needs that they have? I guess the very first thing, the very first tip is, again, understanding their application on how they want to apply our product. So again, we, we like to go visit them. We like to have that conversation. We'd like to have a piece of their product in our house saying, hey, can I have your appliance? Who are you using now? Or if it's a new whiteboard design, 
what do you think your airflow needs to be? Let me hook it up to my test equipment, my lab with your appliance, and I'll run the exact same test and verify what kind of airflows you really need. And that's what we're designed to base the base product to meet. So a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of hands-on application based. When it's uh, like if it's going into a home or a, or a building for ventilation purposes, then we try to understand you know, what size is the room, what's, how many people is in the room, what type of ventilation requirements are you looking for based on how is your ducting designed. We're real good at airflow design and airflow applications based on what is your true application, not so much a theoretical one. I think I need something like this. You know, there's a lot of blower manufacturers out there that you can go to a cookbook and open up a book and say, I need, I need number A, number B, and number C. That's, that's the blowers I want. Great. We're the guys that say, yeah, I have an A, I have a B, I have a C, but tell me your application so I can tune it to fit exactly what you're looking for so you get the best product for your money, for bang for your buck, so to speak. Um, so it's more tailored to fit exactly your needs, not, not one fan fits all. I mean, everyone can say a fan's a fan's a fan, which is very true other than not all fans will work in all applications. So there's a lot of issues out there where people select a fan out of a book and they can't figure why the product doesn't work for them in the final application. All right, Mark Lundberg, Product Director for Field Controls. Thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. Appreciate your thoughts. If folks want to find out more about your blower products uh, or just learn more about field controls, uh, where should we send them? I would go to our website, www.fieldcontrols.com. Fantastic. Mark, thanks again for your time and looking forward to speaking again soon. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Air IQ, a field controls podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure you're going to fieldcontrols.com, like Mark said, for more information on our solutions and services. But, of course, to listen to our podcasts and consume more video and article content from Field Controls. You can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.